Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, uh, welcome. Welcome <laughs> to Sammy and the Punk. <laughs> I'm just trying to be more professional. I'm trying to come out of the gate like hella professional. But this is the one where you can't be super excited because it's number 13, which means something. Bad luck, dude. (laughs) Actually, I think number 13 is my lucky number. Is it? Yeah, I don't know, man. It just sounds cool. I feel like everything in 13 is good for me. I don't know. Yeah, I never had any problems with it. Were you wearing 13 in your last fight? Oh! Hey, bring that up, jerk. (laughs) Um, I knocked out Diaz in 2013. I think Ooh, it was. was it 20? Oh, wait, hold on. I think it was. Anyways, all right, cool. That's a good one. Yeah, hey, anyways, uh, all right, well, let's talk. What's up, dude? A lot of stuff to go over on the show. First of all, I miss right you guys, it. dude. Hold on. I want to say I miss you guys. Can I say that? Yeah, sure. I miss you, man. I haven't seen you in a little while. And you, I'm producer you Dave. I miss you guys, bro. I've been working a lot. I've been doing a lot of things, you know? Stressful stuff. Yeah, yeah I'm stressful. doing like wedding planning. I'm losing my mind. I'm yeah, doing let's all talk about stuff. that wedding plan. <laughs> it's just, it's great. I love it. It's so much fun. And I'm really trying to soak it all in because it's exciting. It's fun. I love it. When you get the bill for $40,000 for, for just a, food. When a caterer tries to throw 45 racks, I'm all, what, okay, what are you serving? You want $45,000 yeah. uh, for what? Man, I'm all, okay. Let's just go with French fries, shall we? Ever, wow. You know, <laughs> what's anyway. the uh, what's the number count on you? Like guest list? I think we're at like 300. It's oh, a lot of people, bro. Dude, Dude, I got friends. If man. you haven't talked to them in six months, they're not your friends. Is that how it goes? That's now? exactly but see, but how I, it goes. I, but I talk to a lot of people. Like it's weird. No. Like for I would imagine you know for you it'd be easy because you got what like 10, 15 friends or something like that. Yeah, but for yeah, me, yeah, yeah. For people sure, people like me, man. Uh-huh. So, you know, I got all these friends, I still have man. yet to meet someone that actually truly likes you. I know, dude. Wow. It sucks. Like, I know a lot of people, yeah. but I'm not That's saying That's why I like bring me. some of my friends around, like Dave, just yeah. so maybe they'll latch on to you. No, and, no, hey, cool. Thanks for... Yeah. I gotta almost have a friend, Dave. The like, friends dude. I'm trying to shake, I bring around you. Like, yo. <laughs> trying to shake Dave? Yeah. You know? Well, thanks. I appreciate it. I can use all the friends. Not right now, though, but but um, the wedding list, yeah, that thing's getting at like 300 people. And then, yeah, because it sucks because you don't know who to cut off, but yeah. then there's like family. And I'm like, oh, man, this person's kind of ratchet, but I got to invite them because it's fam. Yeah, family's a must. Uh, and then, like I said, if you haven't talked to them in six months, man, they're not. Yeah, that's a good game. Maybe a year. I think no, a year is a no, solid thing. No. Really? No. Unless you have like a solid friend that you've known since like elementary school or high school or whatever it is yeah. i mean at your age high school yeah you know i mean like you would say hey you know we've been friends since high school like of course i'm gonna invite you even though we haven't talked in a year there's yeah. guys that i know that like lived out of the country you know for and we haven't talked in like a year they live out of the country now but yeah. it's like hey every time they're gonna come visit in the states you know they hit me up what what you should do is you, you should have the wedding <laughs> somewhere far away like me i had the wedding no. here and then you invite everybody Everybody, I, and then you see who comes, and then that's how you tell. I thought you were a liberal, Ooh, man. I thought good. you were a liberal. The problem is you're only you're only excluding the people that can't afford to travel. So the people that you really don't like are going to be the ones that can go. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's the problem with it. <laughs> so like your closest friends may not be able to afford to come, <laughs> but the ones that you're not really cool with, the ones that can afford to come. Yeah. Give them a year notice. 
Yeah. I gave everybody a, a year and a half notice. That's pretty good. We're just doing it like quick. We got like three, four months or something like yeah, that. Yeah, anyway, dude. Really? I don't want to turn this into wedding talk. I'm sorry. It's not what it's about, but just that's what I'm going through and I'm having that's so much fun. No, I'm, in, I'm enjoying this conversation. I mean, like you were telling me 45000 for just the food. Dude, not counting the dishes, crazy, not counting the right? tables, not counting like the, the tablecloths, the, the seat covers, the, you know, the center island like pieces and stuff. That's I mean, like, crazy, right? Wow. And I know weddings are expensive, but forty five racks. Yeah, that's for a, food? I, mean, I don't I know like, what they're serving, but tripping. Yeah, that's crazy. Tripping. That include the, that include the wedding cake also. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I'll order like, pizza at that moment. I'll be man, like, what? Let's that's just order crazy. Some pizza, that's just bro. too much. Because then you still have there's so I don't think people realize there's so much stuff that's involved in it. It's oh, insane. dude, it's crazy, bro. Crazy. You know? bro. Like I like a lot of my buddies when they got married. I was like, I was just looking at all little. Intricacies about like what what goes on, how would they charge for everything? Oh, dude, it's an crazy. extra dollar for like a longer tablecloth versus the shorter tablecloth. Yeah. It's like an extra, you know, five bucks for this, an extra twenty dollars for this, and then you get the bill, and you're just like, what the? F-? Yeah, you was know? that worth it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so anyways, and for I'm, something you're probably gonna yeah. get drunk and not remember any of it. Totally, and that's that's the plan. Really, <laughs> yeah. to get really hammered. Yeah, so yeah, that, so. That, I'm fine. But um, yeah, sorry, started take up our Speaking time. Speaking of that, with, uh, is, is it uh, open bar? Um, yeah. Okay, I was just trying to figure out whether I was attending or not. So. Oh, you determined? <laughs> I wanted to make sure, like open bar. Yeah. So you guys, were, you were telling me earlier, like you were talking about the food, like the what you guys were kind of like thinking about doing. Well, we were doing like more fancy food, but then now we're like, you know what? My chick's like a foodie, mm-hmm. so she wants to do comfort food on a fancy take. So like, like uh, hamburgers, donut, but. Like, you know, the hamburgers with hamburgers. donut buns. Okay. Yeah, stuff like that. Like fried chicken with waffle sandwich. Like, but you know what's funny? Like, if, when you said fried chicken with waffle sandwich, it just totally reminded me of um, that new thing that's at Taco Bell wrapped in, like the taco chili. That thing looks crazy, the, oh, though, bro. I haven't had it yet, but someone told me it was pretty damn good. Dude, it's a chicken shell. Yeah, it's a yeah. chicken shell, like a fried chicken shell. This is I'm not a commercial for them. No. <laughs> but, dude, it looks amazing. I, I haven't eaten Taco Bell in years. It's a so. limited time only. Yeah, should someone pro- told me. I should probably go rock that after yeah, this. I yeah. probably should get one. Can't wait for those residuals after the podcast as well. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're making so much fun. Thank you, Taco Bell. Oh, my God. So like there's, there's actually, have you been to the, the a place in Sacramento called the Waffle Experience? No. Oh no. man, it, it opened. Let me let me just take a wild guess. They sell waffles. So <laughs> maybe it's the best breakfast spot I've ever eaten at in my entire. That's life, a bold man. comment, though. No, really yeah, that's. Legit. So they do like you, that you can't picking. just throw stuff out there and like dude, not. That's a bold claim, got, Yeah, yeah, that's 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 like world's best cup of coffee. Dude, Real, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You just go like, to that's a matter of opinion, man. Phil's yes, Phil's coffee. Very nice. But best breakfast you've had in your life. Swear to God, best breakfast I've had in my life. Um, I actually bumped into Chad Mendes there one time, and uh, he agreed that it was. It was pretty Did you ask legit. him right there? You go, hey, Chad Mendes, how you doing? Is this the best c- breakfast you've had in your life? He's all, yes, I confirm that. Well, we talked about a place. <laughs> there was a place in Chicago. We were talking about Chicago earlier this yeah. morning, and uh, we talked about it in Chicago. Man, there's a place that God, man, it's called like Berries and Creams or something like that. But that place was amazing. Hey, Chicago has their food game. Yes, points. Yes, Gibson Steakhouse. Boom, I've, I've man, been there, Chicago, amazing. Man. It's been there for I don't want to I don't want to speculate, but like it's been like I believe it's there like eighteen something is when it was there. Yeah, I would That's say insane. I think San Francisco used to have a lot of their their dining game used to be good, but right now I'm not really hype on it, man. Yeah, I've been to a ton of restaurants in San Francisco nah. and it's just not what it was. I don't know. I think Chicago right now is booming. Not to get all foodie and nerdy on you, but Chicago has some. <laughs> yeah. Dope stuff. Well, what's really that good. spot in uh, San Francisco that does like the drag queens? Oh, I don't know. It's called like. Um, 
Uh, There's a ton of spots. It does, it does what? Did you say? Like the, the waitresses and the people all that work drag. there are all drag. They're like guys that dress in drag. It's got um, a cool little, yeah, yeah. It's, little um, angle. Crap, man. Anyways, it, it's cool. I heard the food's not all that great, but I heard the I heard the cool service vibe. is funny. Yeah, yeah, it's like they're they're funny and yeah. you know, and some of them look hot. Is it Starlight Room? No, Asia SF. Nah. Asia, Asia SF. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, so Asia SF. Yeah, there you go. Dude, that's hey. um, yeah. No. Star right. So what else is going on, you, man? I expected you to know these things. <laughs> Why would you want to go? Yes, I know. <laughs> but no, I mean it's it's like it's a cool thing to do. You know, like yeah. you, it's like if you went to a place like Moulin Rouge, right? You go and watch them dance and perform yeah. and sing while you're eating. Kind of that like style. Like they actually do performances and stuff. Yeah, like, like on there's the, a place in LA they do pop up. It was like they do luchador matches, but there's like drag queens there, and it's like yeah. you know it's just crazy. Like fun remember that stuff. place in um what was that place in uh on um what was that movie? God, it's like a classic with John Travolta. Um, she's Pulp, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, Pulp Fiction. Remember they went to that place where like they do the jousting or something? Like where there's someone that's in Medieval it? Times? Yeah, Medieval but Times. But that wasn't like, in Pulp Fiction. That yeah, was in uh, Cable Guy. Oh, I don't know. Was it? What, with Pulp the jousting? Where, the where, two? where were they in Pulp Fiction where she, they were like dancing? What was that? The that da- was, it was like a, a, jazz, was like a oh, milkshake shop. There was like a Medieval Times once. You're right. Yeah. Medieval Times. That exists, you're right, though. You're right. But I want to go still. But Does it exist? No, Medieval Times, yeah, it's a legit place. They got one in Southern California. They got them, like, I think Chicago even has one. That'd be kind of cool, man. I know, it looks cool. Like that, right? I've always wanted to go to Medieval Times. Everybody thinks I'm a dork. Do, well, do not they because like, of that, like but you? they always think do I'm a dork. Do they like you joust, or? No, you oh. have to watch Cats. Oh, you are. Oh, that's... Yeah, no, I don't want to do it. because I'd I, love to get, like, totally drunk and just, like, joust. Dra- <laughs> dress hey, myself up and I joust. I saw one, like, well, I don't know, TLC or one of those random channels. Isn't there There's a- people who do that. Isn't there an underground like city in San Francisco? Like this, not medieval, obviously, but isn't it like really? It's a old jousting and... club. Oh, I don't know. Oh, no, wait, I don't what know are you talking? Are you talking about oh, jousting or a club? No, I'm just talking about like because uh, someone was telling me I was telling him about um, in, in Edinburgh in Scotland. There's like you can go underground in Edinburgh and like see the old city that was built uh-huh. over. And I heard that you can do that in SF. Oh well. yeah, it's an under. There's an underground, a lot of tunnels and things like that. Uh, oh, yeah. in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. big. There is. Oh yeah, dude. I didn't know that. But it's not open to the public. Because oh, I knew a dude who owned a business. And then he took me down, and I was like, oh, he kind of, well, I didn't go throughout the whole city, but he showed me, hey, there's a tunnel, and it goes to different parts. It was kind of crazy. Edinburgh, the one in Edinburgh is like a tour thing you can do, where you can oh, go really? on tour and tour, like, underground. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. I hear my sister did it, but... Um, well, that's pretty never, cool, man. Yeah. I'm going to check that out. That's kind of cool. Hey, so what else is going on? Hey, let's talk about, okay, can I just jump in here on the Khabib thing? Let's do it. With Khabib pulling out of the fight, A, I was <clears> super <throat> bummed, probably almost as bummed as Khabib. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> I think it would have saved the card had he fought. What's that? I think it would have saved the card how he fought. Guaranteed. You that's a, that's a whole other thing. With but okay, do you have? Because you went down there to be with Khabib. Yeah, right? I was in I was in Vegas for the for the fight. I went there just to specifically watch his fight. Yeah. So, yeah. and it was crazy. We just talked to the nutritionist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for Dan Khabib's. Yeah. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, Dan Leith. Okay, we just talked to him. Go the day before you went down to Vegas. He said Khabib was doing well. Khabib was ten was pounds within. Like to give you the whole rundown on all this yeah. thing. Like look. Khabib was 10 pounds within the day before, which is normal. That's okay. like about where you want to be, kind okay. of like, you know, within 24 hours, you want to be about 10 pounds. <clears throat> so then he he went, they, they started cutting a little bit. They did a workout that day. He lost a little bit. He, he had trained, basically trained for like a whole hour, hour, like, you know, an hour, did a full workout. And uh, he'd only lost like two and a half, three pounds. And he's like, well, that's not right. You should have lost more, you know, given how much water you've, you just mm-hmm. did a full gallon intake that morning. So he should have lost more. But, um, you know, he's like, well, you know, that's not right. Let's go back. You know, he'd been sipping on stuff a little bit the rest of the night. They put him in, uh, they put him in the Epsom salt bath. He started to, to lose some weight. And then probably like about, 
you know, 15, 20 minutes in, he's like, you know, hey, my side hurts really bad. And like, oh, uh, that's kind of weird. You know, because he's already hydrated. He drank a gallon that day. If you're drinking a gallon of water in a day, like, the normal people don't do that. Oh, yeah. So the fact that's he drank a, lot, a gallon right? and was still only 10 pounds over, I mean, that's pretty impressive, which means you're hydrated. So do you so hydrate to dehydrate? Yes. You actually, what you do is you, like like Dan was saying last week, yeah. if you would have paid attention. What, <laughs> I trouble with that. Yeah, I could tell. <laughs> I do. Dan, I, I, I could see, you know when you see that glazed look on someone's eyes, they're just like, what the? Is he talking about? Yeah. That's exactly where you were at yeah, totally. last week. Anyways, but I'm there like 30% of the time. But what he was... No, I wouldn't give it that much percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. What he was trying to say was, is when he comes in on Sunday and Monday, he gives you two gallons, two and a half gallons. What he's doing is he's flushing your system. He's flushing out all the sodium out of your system. Mm-hmm. So um, what he's doing is, is he's getting all that out and rehydrating your muscles and everything with water. So when you are ready to start sweating, there's water in your muscles versus sodium to actually start to, to sweat it out. Gotcha. And then on Wednesday... So Monday, Tuesday is like two gallons, two and a half gallons. Wednesday, it's like a gallon. And then like Thursday, which was the day 24 hours ahead, um, by 10 in the morning, you're ready to go. You know, so like you're cutting. He should have been, he started probably sweating. He'd been sweating for probably about two or three, you know, two or three days, but in small moderation. So he drank, you know, two, two and a half gallons of water is about 18 pounds. Damn. So you're drinking about 18 pounds of water on you know on Monday and Tuesday. So he's got plenty of water in his system. Yeah. Then on Wednesday or what like Wednesday or Thursday morning, he drank another gallon. So I mean if you're taking yeah, that's I crazy. Mean, so he, he's plenty hydrated. That wasn't the problem. The problem was was his liver. His liver some for for some reason wasn't processing whatever it is he's doing and just started going out on him. I don't know the details on what they called it or how it was, but I just was told that it was more like liver failure. He was having issues with his liver not processing whether his food or his water or whatever it was. Yeah. No idea why. Does, was he you know, there was good? no. <clears throat> Sorry, not to cut, I didn't mean to cut you off. Was he feeling good the week up? He was feeling great. His energy level was higher than it had normally had ever been throughout these fights. He's, he's used to losing this amount of weight. It yeah. happens all the time. But then, like Dan was saying, when I talked to him, when I was in Vegas, he said, there's times dude, your body just says, look, I'm not doing it today. You know, yeah. and that's very true. I've done, I've done that a couple of times when I fought, uh, Clay Guida. I came in, like, I was like, oh, you know, Wands are at five o'clock, six o'clock, or five o'clock at night, whatever. I'm going to lose 13, 14 pounds that day. Like an idiot, I hit like the five pound mark. I broke, I got down 10, 10 pounds. I got to like almost the last five pounds and I, my body just quit sweating. It wasn't there anymore. There was nothing. So I started panicking. I was like, crap, man, what do I do? I went home and I was almost like in tears. I'm like, dude, I've got like, and I've got like two hours to lose five pounds. It took me five hours to lose 10. How the f am I going to do this? You know, I was freaking out. So, um, you know, so I went back, I went back, I went home, rested for about an hour, and I went back, and I had like an hour, hour and a half, and I was able to lose the rest of the, the weight in that time. But I just crazy. suffered and stuck Nothing. it out. But with him, this is not this is not a hydration problem. This was more of a lit, like it was like literally his liver just was like, look, I'm not doing it today. You That's know, crazy, and, and I had a long conversation with, um, with Dan, I said, look, was there anything you could have done different? He's like, look, I, there's nothing. He we had he worked out that day earlier, and he his energy level was great. His he felt good. He felt fine. He did a full workout. Yeah, you know. So when you get to that point, it's not the it's not the nutritionist. Like you can only take science so far, and your body's just going to do what it wants. Yeah, that's the problem. So like, no matter what Dan could have done, it's like, look, we've already gotten this. We've already gotten you down from 198 
You know, remember? So when he showed Wait, up, he, he, no, when he showed up to camp five weeks, six weeks out, he was one ninety eight. No, so kidding. we saw him that week when, when, when him and I did the yeah. interview with him at AK. He was at one eighty three, one eighty four. Wow, and he left that day. How he was one eighty two. He's, a, he's I think like he's five, an inch eight. short. No, he's about five eight, maybe five nine. I'm a little taller okay. than five nine, so he's probably about five nine. Yeah. Okay, because so, you're about the same height. I think I'm five nine. Yeah, I'm like five. I'm like five. You're a little taller than five nine. I am. Five, I'm five ten something. Is what they say, but whatever. I don't think you're quite five ten. No, I would I say five, five nine and no, a half. I'm five ten. I'm five ten. But if you're rounding up, easy buddy. But but easy buddy. I'm Calm down. I'm, I'm a sixty six one. So you know. Are you six one? God, I wish I was six foot tall at least. You are six one, huh? I hate you, dude. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter if you're ugly on the inside. Sorry to take it on as a side note, but you're a handsome guy. You're six one. Man, man, I'd give anything so, to be six foot. Look, the repercussions for this to me is, we, as a promotion, what do you like? There's so many repercussions going to happen. He can he won't be the main event for a long time because uh, they're not going to trust because they're him. not going to trust whether he's, he's going to make weight. Injuries before he, not sucks. just pulled out with injuries, but he's not also missed weight a couple times. Oh, okay, so um, I want to say for the April Trujillo fight, he missed it by like five pounds. That's a lot. That's man. a lot of weight. That's a lot. You know. So I mean, do you think he shouldn't be fighting at 55? Look, I think I think he should. Do you the, think he stays out of weight? No, but yes. What I think, what I was talking with Dan about was I that mean, what shape. He, I mean, you know, what I do with what I was talking with Dan about is that Khabib's twenty seven. I want to say twenty seven, twenty eight years old. The issue with the whole deal is that when he goes home, he can't do what he does. Like if you look at if you look at old pictures of him, like when he first got into his camp and he got to AK, he was one ninety eight, one ninety five. Uh-huh. When you look at those pictures. There's times where he's like taking he's taking pictures with him and his teammates, his boys at the um, at the hotel, and they're all eating, and there's like a coke in front of all of them. Oh wow! And I'm and I'm not trying. I'm, look, what I'm trying to say is like, even though you're training hard, and you, but there's certain things that just don't help your cause. Yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know really. Like you need to when. Now when you're getting to that age, 27, 28, 29, you're going to cut that kind of weight. Look, just you can't rely on just being young and vibrant anymore. Dude, you yeah. have to put the work in as far as consistency Consistency at home. Your nutrition is key. If you want to be the best, he's already basically, I, to me, honestly, I believe he's the best 155-pounder in the world. Well, but if you can't make the weight, then you're not the best 155-pounder. Yeah. You're, you're going to be somewhere in the 170-pound bracket. But you think he should be in 155. He just needs to I think he should. I just think he needs to make some changes when he gets home. He needs to make changes to his actual nutrition plan. Like You need to stay on that program. You have to be dedicated. He's dedicated every other aspect of being an athlete except for that one thing. Yeah. You know, and... I, that's going to make a huge difference throughout your career. But there's already talk, like he, there was already talk, anyways, of him winning the title and then basically fighting maybe one fight if the Connor fight came and then retiring. Really? He, he just, I, he, like he said, I don't need, he's not, he's not there for the money. He's there to achieve his goal. His goal is to win the title and move on with his life. Yeah. You know, like it's not going to make a difference. Like you see with Fedor, I don't know why Fedor's fighting. I mean, I think it's great that he yeah. is because I, I Cause you know, fans, but, great, but. Th- there's no reason for him to fight. It's very obvious that he doesn't need the money. Yeah. You know, and, um, Khabib, like he lives in this small little village, you know, you know, in uh, Dagestan. It's up on this huge mountainside. I mean, like you can just tell that he, he lives a lifestyle that he doesn't need. He does not looking for which is vindication awesome, with way. money, like which is the, dope. Yeah, he doesn't need he doesn't need his um he doesn't need his uh 
his lifestyle to be run by money. He doesn't yeah. care. Yeah. So um, there there's a lot of there's a lot of a lot of repercussions that come with this. The, one of the repercussions is is that he um, he they won't give him a main event status maybe for a long time that until sucks. he consistently makes the weight. Um, the other thing is, you know, I think it'll be a while before they even offer him a title shot. You know, because what happens now? There's talk right now. Tony just came out yesterday and said, like, I'm being told I'm fighting Connor. Oh, wow. Did he say that? Yes. Because I heard him on Edio uh, Hawani's MMA. I was saying. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise. Challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. I thought that's where he said it. Oh, maybe maybe he did. I heard portions of it. Because they're saying he's he's saying that he's being told that he's fighting Connor next, which makes sense. I, said, I was saying this from the beginning. If Khabib won the fight, that Connor would... Just take super fights, but if Tony won, there was a chance that Connor. That, yeah, they, yeah. Because stand up wise, I think Connor could stand with him. Yeah, wrestling wise, I don't mm. think he could stop Tony's takedowns. But Tony is not someone that really. I don't think. Just I don't think he. I don't think that he. Um, he doesn't push the wrestling. So if he stands a little bit, you know, maybe yeah. I think Connor thinks he can stand with him. Into you know, I think they were hoping that that Con- that Tony would beat. Khabib, which I don't think that would have happened, my personal opinion. But we can't say that now because Khabib didn't make the fight. And that's what sucks, man. Uh, that's Tony, a- Tony did also say that he would fight Diaz as well, and Nate Diaz. He thinks, yeah. that he thinks that's a... That's a well, yeah, because he wants to do is he wants to make sure, he, which I think is smart. He's lining himself up right away for to be next in line for Connor if the fight yeah. does come out. Or, but he still wants a big money fight, dude. So yeah. Nate Diaz is yeah. a big name, so, you so, know? So, so that's, that's a money fight. So at this point in his career, I know he wants to make a little money or yeah. have a fight that could potentially make him a lot of money. I just so think that makes straight, sense. It makes sense because if you think about it, right? I think Nate, I think Nate could potentially win the stand-up. It depends. Like uh, Tony kicks a little bit more. I think his kicking is going to be potential problems for Nate. Yeah. Um, all the guys that have beaten Nate have beat him with kicks. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, they've done all they've done good work with the kicks to yeah. actually set up all the rest of the stuff. But I think if you're Tony, I don't even think he's really looking at who he can beat. It's like I, if I were Tony, with I don't know how his thought process is, but you want to take a fight that's going to make you the most money. Let's do this. I've sacrificed my life. I've trained. I've taken these fights. I've done the work. Give me a money fight. And man. so what he said, um, he said that they that they offered him um, what's his name, Michael Johnson. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he, he said that they because. Michael Johnson was on MMA Junkie, and uh, he got the call while he was on MMA Junkie Radio. Oh wow! And then uh, Tony said that on Tony said on Ariel Hawani's MMA Hour that he declined that fight because they weren't gonna offer to pay him more. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. I, that's not doesn't a good fight sense. for Tony. Didn't he already beat him though? 
I think Michael Johnson beat Tony, right? And because uh, Tony was saying about getting that win back, um, but that was a while back when he beat him, though, right? Yeah, it was like, it was a couple of years ago. Yeah, see, I don't know. I just, uh, yeah, I, I don't I think, think that's a good fight I, for no, Tony I, right now. I not only not only just think that I think it's just it's better for him to focus on what's in front of him, not what's behind him. Mm-hmm. And that's a big reason why when they when I was supposed to fight Pettis for the UFC title, I was like, no, I'm not fighting some random guy that I never heard of. That's super. F- tough yeah you know what i mean i'm not fighting that guy there's no way i'm not letting my career go down like that you know like i want i want this fight you know like the guy didn't have recognition that's why i took the benson fight at least he used to be the champion so there was no yeah. doubts whether i was going to fight next for the title or not yeah for last sure. loss was to michael johnson yeah. in 2012 so yeah. okay yeah. it's been a little bit though yeah, so yeah the fight. speed was an issue as i recall in that fight the speed and the speed in the in the stand-up was an issue for him you know so that's the thing like with um with Connor, Connor's got he's good with the range. The speed isn't quite the Michael Johnson speed, but he throws boom, 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 and he gets out pretty well. Yeah. So that may end up being a potential problem for Tony if they decide to fight. But uh, I mean, this I is think, the third time I believe that Khabib and Tony are supposed to fight and didn't come out. Exactly. That's what sucks, man. But if you're Tony, like you just want the Connor fight. Let's face it. No, hundred percent. Regardless of the, what happens, regardless of the yeah. results, you want a Connor fight. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to fight Connor. Mm-hmm. It's a payday. No, I agree. You know, so yeah. hey, hey. I just don't think that Connor's mind right now is in MMA at all. Totally, like, I don't his think mind it is, is either. You know, either at home with his kid and his and his wife. And if it's not there, then he's oh, he's thinking about the Mayweather fight. I don't I just think, think he's so focused much on, the on MMA at all. I just because I think yeah, now he's at a point where he made a lot of money. He's got this potential Mayweather thing, yeah. and. W- and if he does a MMA fight right now, and God forbid he loses, that is going to kill the hype on the potential yep. Mayweather fight. Yep. So if I were him, I wouldn't even be tripping on <clears throat> MMA either. I hate to say that. I, the last thing on my mind would be taking a fight in the UFC right yeah. now. I would just be sitting back trying to make this Floyd thing happen, get that payday, and regardless what happens with the Floyd thing, even if he, even if he were to get the Floyd thing and lose, then he could still come back to MMA and be totally fine. It would not hurt his MMA career. Not though. at all. It wouldn't but hurt him a bit. if he takes an MMA fight and loses, yeah. that's going to hurt the potential money he can make with the that, that, That's going to for sure. It, not even potential. I don't think, I think that takes it the fight completely yeah, off the table. Totally. Yeah, it takes the fight completely off the so table. So if I were Connor, I wouldn't even be really looking at the potential MMA fights. No. And I hate to say that because I'm a fan and I want to see him fight. But realistically, as a businessman... You want to Floyd wouldn't take a fight. Floyd's yeah. a great businessman. He yeah. passed on a ton of boxing matches. Everybody yeah. thought he should have taken. Yeah. But yeah. he's like he's a smart businessman. Yeah, no, he waited until mm-hmm. they got the, until they lost their luster. They mm-hmm. got a little older, and then he fought them when they're on the decline. Yeah, you know that's what he that's, that's he made what a career. he did. He made a career of doing that totally, and he made a career of making tons of money. Yep. So you can't really judge him, and he doesn't care if you do judge him because he's a businessman first. Overall, my take is that look, Khabib will be back. Uh, there's no doubt about my mind that he'll be back. He just needs to figure out stuff. He needs to figure out his nutrition when he gets home. Mm-hmm. That's not the problem when he's here. The, the problem when he's here is there's no problem. He actually potentially overtrains. Yeah. You know, um, just he's focused and yeah, it's diet. It's 100% his diet. You know, um, cause to walk around at 198, that's pretty big for dude, think about 155. It. John Fitch fights at 170. He walks around about 200. Tyrone Woodley fights at 170, walks around probably 202, 205. Like these guys that are, Khabib's walking around 198. He's walking around at the 170 pound weight. These guys, can you imagine if those guys had to cut another 15 pounds? Jeez. No way. No way. You walk at like 175, right? Yeah, I walk at 175. But now I'm considered one of the smallest lightweights there is, though. Isn't that crazy? These other guys, like Dustin Poirier, I train with him over in uh, New York. 
And that guy's an animal, man. But he, he was walking around. That's why he was having such a hard time with 145. He was walking around 180-something when I was training with him over there. That's crazy. Could you ever imagine yourself going to 145? No. I, I made 143 one time. Really? I fought Kid Yamamoto at 143 in uh, Hawaii. But that's the fight right. that got me in the UFC. And then after that, I never... Yeah. Never went back down. It was miserable. And I made that way in two weeks. I was 168. Damn. It was horrible. It was the worst right feeling. It was the worst yeah. feeling. It took me almost a whole month to get my body back to um, my normal weight. Wow. So you would never want to do 45. No, I would never do it again, ever. The other thing, too, is as you get older, it's not easier to, it's not easy to get your body down. Yeah. Like, I just, like, there's two things. As you get older, you're losing your muscle mass. And then cutting the weight makes it even harder to get your muscle mass even back on. Yeah. So why? I you know. Yeah. I, I don't. I, and the other thing too is when you're going down in weight, you're fighting guys that are faster and stronger. And it, it, if you're getting older, that's those are the last people you want to fight. Yeah. If I would say like at heavyweight, I would say probably I go down to 205 because you have a potential like in that Some area. It, it, like an example would be like um, Rashad who fought. Mm-hmm. Rashad fought at 205. He went down to 185 with the potential of being bigger and things, but it didn't look, he didn't look like he was bigger. No, he didn't. But not. he was faster. He just didn't throw the combinations and bunches. I mean, I feel like that was the thing that cost him the fight. But, um, I feel like in that area, I've always felt like the 185 pound weight class is the weakest weight class in the UFC. Really? Why? Yeah, I don't know. It's the same thing in boxing. Think of Roy Jones. Roy Jones was walking through everybody, but the talent pool in that weight class, is non-existent. I don't know why. It's the 185, 188, 190, 195. I think all those guys are at the stage of like, they're just, those are the athletic guys that are either playing baseball, playing football, playing other sports. You know, they're, I see what you're saying. it's just different. I, I don't know. Just, it always seems like those weight classes are the weakest weight classes. Because it's like heavyweights. You can, you can have a heavyweight on a losing streak and he's not worried about getting cut. It's because it, there are a lot of them. Yeah. Because cause those guys are all in the NFL. They're all, <laughs> you know, they're all playing rugby. They're all making money, something, doing something else. I, I mean, remember when you told me that a long time ago, cause I was always mind boggled. I'm like, why is there only a handful? of heavyweights. It's the same guys. Regardless they have a lose, they're always regurgitated fights, mm-hmm. and which is fine. I, I like them all, and that's not just the heavyweights. But then you told me that. You go, hey, if a guy's that big and athletic, he's probably in the NFL or something like yeah. that making big money or whatever. Playing baseball. I mean, yeah. like, you know, I mean, and that's why the lighter weights, there's so many guys. There's, yeah. the, the divisions are stacked. There's not a lot of sports you can make money in. That's why. Yeah. You know, so I mean, like, even the wrestlers that are coming over, like DC came over, like they're talking about, um, uh, some of the other guys that are coming over from wrestling pretty soon. Ed Ruth came over. He's 185. You know, he'd be fighting at yeah. 170. Or he fights at 170 now. But, he, you know, like they're just making the transition from wrestling and coming over because they, they already have a skill a base, that yeah. will walk them into the fight. But they, the majority of those guys can't play baseball. Yeah. I can see them out there playing tennis. Yeah. You know, I mean, those guys, I mean, some of the tennis players, man, are pretty damn big. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Some of these tennis players are big, dude. Some of them are like 6'2", 6'3". Okay. Yeah, my cousin was real good at tennis. And uh, he played at St. Mary's College and stuff, but he was real good at tennis all through high school. He's like 6'3". I'm like, man, just they need that. I don't, they don't. Not all of them need that. But I'm saying, like, to produce the amount of power in the swing. Yeah, man, it's it's pretty insane how big some of these athletes are. People don't realize how big some of them are. I met uh, Brady Quinn in Vegas a while back. I'm like, man, this guy is huge. Really? Yeah, he's got to be like six three, six four. Yeah. This is- okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Huge. Maybe even bigger. I mean, yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah, playing in the NFL, man. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just be I mean, clear. Once in a while, there's a guy who's like 5'9, but yeah, then you're yeah, like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah, Julian Edelman. Like, you yeah. know, he, he's not a big guy. He's yeah. like 5'10 or 5'11. Yeah. You're like, yeah. you know, I think he's listed at 5'11. Yeah. You know, but uh, one of my trainers, my personal trainer that does like my fitness stuff, he, um, he played football with them. He was he was on his offensive line. He used to be a quarterback in college, Julian Edelman. No kidding. Yeah, he was he was the quarterback. I want to say it was at uh, San Francisco something or San, anyways. But uh, yeah, they played. Yeah. He played together there, and uh, he's like, yeah, he's not big, man. He's not big at all. He's like the one thing he does really well is trash talk. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's crazy, man. So you think that's why you think that those divisions are a little lighter, you know? Yeah, like the one eighty five ers not lighter, literally. But I mean, not as not as deep. You mean? Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I think I believe in that in those weight classes. The one above, like one eighty to like two hundred five. Even the two hundred five is kind of not a. It's not heavily populated. Yeah, and for sure the heavyweights are not. Yeah, you know, I mean, those guys. Even those guys, they can go to they can go to boxing. If you want to think about it, a lot of them could go to boxing. Like Stipe in boxing, oh. I think would make good money. Kane in boxing would be making probably triple what he makes. No kidding. Has he ever, oh, I think way more. Have you ever heard him talk about that? No, 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 no. He's not at all. Not but I, I mean, he, no, I think, I think he would, I don't think he would turn it down. I think if there, there was a big money fight that was offered to him, yeah. you know, I don't think he would turn it down. If he was offered, I think, like Klitschko and had like a good six months to prepare for it, I think he'd do it. Hey, do, you, do any of the guys in the gym ever talk about maybe just doing boxing? Mike or? Kyle did. Mike Kyle has done a couple um, boxing matches, you know, yeah. but he moved out to Vegas also, but he's been fighting a couple of pro boxing matches. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, he's that's got a that's couple good you, wins. Do a lot of fighters talk about maybe I should do this or that, or is everybody pretty focused? They just love fighting. No, what the thing is, like a lot of them, what they're trying to do is build their name in in MMA mm-hmm. because they have a wrestling background. Guys like Kane, yeah. and then if a big money fight is presented, like if he was offered like a Klitschko, or if he was offered you know a t- you know a top like guy, he'd be like, you yeah. know, give me a, give me some time, and I could probably do it, and the money's there. Yeah. I mean, kind of what Connor's doing. Yeah. If you think about it, that's the way to go about it. Yeah. It's like you you already build your name and now go to M- now go to boxing and and fight yeah. over there. I want to see Connor do that, make that jump. That I don't think people really. I don't think he understands though. I mean, I don't think he cares. If you're making a hundred million dollars, I don't think you give a crap. Yeah. But I mean, I've sparred with Robert Guerrero because he's here from Gilroy. Oh, yeah, the ghost, yeah. <sighs> really, it's nasty, man. Really, like a guy. He's smaller than me, and a guy that hits like that. He fought Mayweather. Yeah, he fought Mayweather. He's fought a lot. Yeah, of top ghost guys. is dope. He's great. He's. Good, but He's man, tough. he hits super hard. Really, and his movements like just slip, slip, boom, boom, and I'm like, <laughs> man. So wow, you know it's that big of a difference. Huh? Yeah, yeah, Fighting for boxers. sure. For some reason, boxers. I mean, because all they do is work on their punching. So yeah. they're hitting the bag hard. They're hitting the mitts hard. They're yeah. working on their technique, their head movement, their slip, slip. They're not worried you know? about kicks. They're, they're not worried about, about kicks. Not worried about takedowns. Yeah, and they just plant and go, sidestep, boom, slip. Slipping is key, man. Like we don't. I think MMA guys just don't do that enough. Really? No, they don't slip and counter at all. Like not anywhere near. Like these guys, man. I was part with Robert. He was. I sparred with a guy named Ricardo Pinnell too, out from B Street Boxing out in uh, San Mateo. And um, dude, the guy was like twelve and zero. He was like one of my main training partners for a couple, like for the Benson fight and things like that. Uh-huh. He was like one of my train, one of my main training partners. And 
just the level. I mean, just being at 12 and 0 as a professional, man, the level is just nasty. Really? I was like, ah, oh, it was horrible getting hit by these guys. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're my size. I'm like, you feel like I'm getting hit by like a truck. It's completely different than getting hit by an MMA fighter. Is it, is it because when you're fighting, you, you do have to worry about all the takedowns and all that where you really can't just kind you of can't just, yeah, you just can't just sit bang. down and you're banging out, man. I mean, you can, I mean, you sometimes, can but sometimes, but you'll find but... that more in the heavyweight division, you know, yeah. guys like Mark Hunt, you know, yeah. and G, uh, JDS and those guys, they'll do yeah. that. But, you know, MMA guys, they're worried about the kick coming. Yeah. You know, you're not going to see like with Mayweather. Mayweather, if he dips his head, we're going to kick you in the head. Yeah. You know, the way he dips, he dips his head down oh, to your yeah. waist. I'm going to knee you in the face. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm just going to throw my jab, cross step in, boom, big knee yeah. to the head. If you're so gonna you don't dip think, down. how do you think Connor would do? I know we've talked about this a lot, but realistically, uh, you know, with, with you saying the, that, with the information you just Connor is bigger. Connor to me is bigger than Mayweather. I've met Mayweather; he's tiny. Yeah. You know um, the speed. But I look think, at Guerrero. Guerrero, the ghost. He's not a big dude, like yeah, you said. But and you could feel his. But, power Maywe- but Mayweather's not going to knock you out. I, yeah. I don't think that Mayweather's going to knock out Connor. But I do think that the speed will be a factor. I don't think Connor realizes that the speed when you get in there with someone who's super fast, speed's a huge problem like i spar with a guy named thomas deangi and he's super fast and it's just it gets you like blinking and flitching like when he mm-hmm. goes to do things you're all you know i mean it's <laughs> it's, crazy. it's like wrestling with a good wrestler and all he does is faint and like you sprawl and he's like okay on your head yeah. it's it's literally got you on ice skates <laughs> yeah. you're like dancing around oh shit, man you know like you're just yeah. you know so it's it's that feeling that um that i think that mayweather's gonna have you know, he'll have that edge a little bit with the, with the feints and the speed. You know, being at 39 years old, too, I think he's still going to be faster than him. Yeah. You know, with him, he's oh, I think he's always training. doesn't matter. I think even now he's still always training. Because he always looks like he's in shape. You don't see Mayweather look like he's out of shape. He's retired. Uh, all, oh, really? You're retired? Yeah, but uh, the guy doesn't drink. He doesn't, you know, party. You oh, know, no kidding. He's he always, doesn't drink? No. 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 He... he his his uh his mo is when people are like they see him at the clubs all the time. He lives in Vegas. Yeah, they're like, hey man, let me buy you a drink. He's oh no, I don't drink. I'm allergic to alcohol. So his whole thing is I'm allergic to alcohol. So you know that's a good way to keep people from buying yeah. you drinks. Yeah, straight up. You know, like, you no, too. yeah. So yeah, he got crazy, that Asian man. gene. <laughs> to, oh, when you get all yeah, flustered. you get all red. Yeah, yeah. you get the. <laughs> you see, like, <laughs> if I'm a cop, right? You pull over an agent, you're like, give their face all red. You've been drinking. Would you have wine shots? <laughs> What'd you drink? <laughs> For real, I got cousins that are like half Asian, yeah, exactly. and when they drink, it's like boom, yeah. they get hella red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's not thick. Trusty Hennessy. Well, I mean, like, so look, look, let's let's run it back. Let's we talked about a lot already, but let's run it. Let's run it back a little bit to the Khabib thing. Like, what? I mean, for me, I feel like what's next for him. Um, we got to wait and see what Dana says. But they're not going to. Dana's got to be pissed. Even though it's a health thing, they get that. Dana's got to be pissed because this is the first time there's so much writing on this. There was a lot, man. There was a lot. I mean, there was was so much money to the hospital before. You know, Dana was said, annoyed because they didn't call a UFC doctor. They, they yeah. just went to a local hospital, and they, Dana said if they had seeked um, support from a UFC um, approved doctor, there's a good chance the fight would have happened. I think Dana's just overselling that a little bit because he because he's annoyed. But here, yeah. here, this is what we were trying to get at. We were trying to get at this when that scenario happens. Just call the UFC and just say, "Hey." I'm four, because he was only like four or five pounds over. I'm four or five pounds over. Okay? Like, I'm not going to make it. What should we do? Like, my, I'm cramped. I don't know what it is, right? Have yeah. your doctors come in and look at me, but whatever it is. Then what they would have done is they would have just said, okay, look, it won't be a title fight anymore, but gotcha. you're still going to fight. So now just basically bring you down, 
Watch you weigh. This is the official weigh-in. We're going to say this is the official weigh-in. Have you weigh, and then go ahead and just hydrate up. Okay? So they could have done that. Which and I the feel they probably would have. But it wouldn't have been a title fight anymore. I think they would have yeah. done that. Well, remember they did it for Pettis and... Um, they did it for a few fights. Holloway. Holloway, when they said if, if Holloway wins, he gets, he gets the title. title. If Pettis wins, he doesn't get a title. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. And they could have done that. Which They've is a little weird. I mean, that's not yeah, really... That's kind of, that's kind kind of janky. Nah, it's but, title fight. It's but just, I think, oh, it's but janky. I think if you didn't make weight, you kind of don't deserve it. No, the other person then, put in the time made weight. Yeah, I, so I so why take it away from the other person? But then you're... Fu- because that's the way the game goes. Yeah, yeah but, I know it sucks, you know, but I can see it them. It sucks. That's just the way the game goes. Don't don't make up rules, man. Like you can't make this stuff up as you go. Like you, like it's yeah, hey, that's look, I, I see what you're saying. It, it needs to be dropped to a three round fight, and they need to fight three rounds. It's not a main event. It needs to drop. Like it's not a title fight anymore. It's three rounds. Well, I, I see what I, you're saying. You yeah, know what I mean? It is or it isn't. It, yeah, either it is. Yoda or it, said you that. can't have you the can other try. Guy. There is no you know. There's no try. Either you do or do not. Yeah, that was Yoda. I think he said that. <laughs> but I'm just quoting. I, I'm just. It was just a quote. You mean the? Did you mean the the little green it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Star Wars. Bigger, man. He oh. said there's no try, man. I thought either. you were trying to say Joanna. But then J <laughs> check. <laughs> I was like <laughs> Yoda. Yeah. I was like oh, she's dope. I love her. Yes. If you cut the three rounds, do you then cut the pay because you're because you're getting two rounds less? No, but in the contract, it's a fight. It's a fight. Yeah, right? fight's a fight. No, your... no, you don't cut the pay. Are you? You're supposed to be on the fighter side. You no, but, but I'm, no, but I'm, no. I'm, you I'm don't cut the pay. Argu- no, I'm creating an argument. No, you put. You're, you're creating the wrong argument in no. this. In, in, hey, this, in this environment, you, it's the wrong argument. You're t- <laughs> I remember you saying on one of the early podcasts about how. Um, you know, five rounds is almost, it's almost like fighting twice, right? So then you do the yes. more money, which I agree with. He trained for that though, right? Yeah, exactly. Remember I said the training is hard, but no, you fight, you, no, the fight is the fight. I'm still fighting. Yeah. I can still get knocked out in the first round. You can still take damage that can ruin your career. Mm-hmm. Heck no. Train, I did all the training and did all the work. Sure, it sucks that one fighter didn't make the weight. I still deserve to get paid. Yeah. That's where I think that if you were to cut the pay, Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. That would be screwing Tony. I don't disagree. Yeah. Oh, That's definitely. what because he took all the damn. No one asked what your opinion was. You're the freaking producer. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you were talking Aww, fights here, he, buddy. He's bummed right now. No, he's like, dude, you shut up. I was down. trying to create a valid argument to see. To it was see not even you... close to a valid argument. Yes, it is. Hey, but co main event, do you get a bonus just for being a co main? No. I mean, like, they do backroom bonuses, but no, you don't get a bonus. Oh, really? No. But main event, you get a bump. No, it's not. It's not written in stone, oh, man. Really? I've seen guys that have been the main event and not get anything. Oh wow, really? Yeah, I mean, it's normal that you would potentially get like a twenty-five or a fifty thousand dollars bonus yeah. for being the main event. It's normal, 
But um, but it's it do- not in your contract. It, no, it's not in your contract. That's why it's like all done on handshake deals. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. That's why I said. That's why when people said like, "Well, yeah," but the potential of making the money in the back room, man. But guess what? Yeah, you can't count on that. You man. can't count on that, man. Like my life doesn't. I, I can't count on that to pay my bills, to yeah. pay my mortgage. My, you know, like you can't do that. Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, you can't live like that, man. You can't live like that. No, but anyways, I, I'm bummed. If it's not in the con- if it's not in the contract, don't do it. Like yeah. you just say, "Hey, I want this money." And to add insult to injury, man, Khabib's off the card, but I'm still going to get the card. I want to see the, you know, Overeem and Hunt's going to be great and Woodley and Wonderboy. My boy Paul Grigg lost. Oh, man. <sighs> but yeah, and then the main event was such a bummer, man. And I, I respect everybody who goes in, in there to fight, so I'm not going to, you know, knock mm-hmm. him because I don't know what it's like to be in there, so God forbid. But I'm just saying entertainment value wasn't that great. The only thing I was thinking, if I if there were a drinking game for how many times they said Wonder Boy in that fight, I would have been totally hammered drunk. I felt like every two seconds, Wonder Boy's doing this, Wonder Boy, I don't know, Wonder Boy's great. Hey, Wonder Boy, Wonder Boy, hey, Wonder Boy, Wonder Boy. I don't it was it just me? Just like it seemed like they were a little biased towards. I Wonder didn't Boy. hear the commentating, but Oh, <clears throat> you were, yeah. You were at the uh, event live. Well, I, I was t- I was at the event live. I was talking with Dave about this on the drive down here and <clears throat> I guess Joe Rogan brought this up as well. They're both so talented that neither one wanted to pull the trigger. Yeah. I guess for me, I'm going to give a little bit of a spin on that, is that they're both so good, but they're both so good in their respected art. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it difficult. Like His style doesn't matter. If you take a look at Machida, his style is so good for what he does that guys don't want to just rush in. Same thing for, for uh, Wonder Boy. Yeah. Y- you don't want to... Overcommit because you're going to get knocked out that yeah. way. No, totally. And it's his style that does that. Like a little bit like Connor style, a little bit like uh, Machida style, a little bit like that's that style that does that to you. With a normal style, I think you would have seen Woodley just jump right in and get after it. Yeah. A little bit like how he did with Lawler, a little bit how he did with some of the other guys yeah. in the past. But you have to be careful. I get he's got the side kicking out that little side karate stance. Yeah, the, but then he, reach, also, those legs. He, he also shows his punches and with a kick followed right away. So if you dip the wrong way, you're getting kicked in the head. Yeah. Not realizing. So like he and the thing is, Wonderboy knows that. Like that's his style. That's his that's the way he the way he plots, the way he moves his feet, almost like a counter, just just waiting to counter. So they're both nobody wants to commit because nobody wants to leave themselves open. Well, then that and I get that, yeah, because that that's what's going to happen with um, Woodley. If Woodley overcommits, mm-hmm. he's going to end up getting stuck with no, something. Totally, no, you know, and I get that, but that makes for a boring fight. And I understand why they were both doing it. And I kind of felt him. I was like, ah, oh, you got to be careful with that little stance one boy has. Like, but, I get it, but. It sucks. Like I never want to see them fight again forever. Okay, I understand where you're at, but then the problem is those that look at like guys like Johnny Hendricks, guys like uh, Jake Ellenberger that have fought Wonder Boy, and look what happened is yeah. they, they jumped the gun and overcommitted and got knocked mm-hmm. out. No, and I hear you, and I know what you're saying, and I and I even knew that watching it. I'm all I know how dangerous he is, and it's difficult for the styles, but it still just makes for a boring fight. And I hate but to say that's that, but what I would the, never. That's pay the to kind see him of fight, fight you're gonna get with with Wonder Boy. I know because the guys that he's fight, especially if you put him against a wrestler. You know, that's the kind of fight they're going to be so hesitant to like just jump in with punches and and jump in with the with the takedown or like a double leg because yeah. of the sidekick, the sidekick to the face, sidekick to the body, sidekick. You know, like just hiding the kicks behind the punches as well. What makes him even more dangerous is that he's so long. So not like the sidekick is like one of the like the longest kicks you're going to use to yeah. help get someone off you, like a push kick. The the issue is that he also his upper body and his body stylistically is like really long. Yeah. So. He's throwing he's that. He's throwing that from another, say, like you know, foot and a half, two feet away than from where Tyrone could get to him. 
Tyron, what he's got to do is just, I, I talked to him a little bit after the fight. You know, I went to his uh, after party to say, hey, congratulations and stuff. And yeah. I was just letting him know, like, dude, you're blessed, man. Like, use your speed, your athleticism, your, you know, to get yourself in there a little bit faster. And let the, pull the trigger, buddy. Like, yeah. dude, you're, he's, he's so blessed, gifted naturally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and people don't realize he didn't even start training at Duke Rufus's until like two fights ago. He was training by himself. No kidding. That yeah, whole literally time? at his gym, just training with his members, training himself. Like, we'd probably go down to ATT in Florida, like, for a little no bit. No kidding. But literally just kind of just trains by himself, man. That's crazy. How I didn't know freaking that. gifted is that? Dude, that guy's amazing. He's an athlete. You know? So. But I just, and I get why it was boring. It was, it was just kind of a bummer, man. And I, I like Tyron. I like him a lot. It just, and what was crazier is I saw after the fight that Dana said that he thought, the fight should have went to Wonder Boy. Yeah, Dana said that, and I was like, I I don't know, I don't know. If, what did you guys think? I was tra- I thought Woodley had it, even though don't get me wrong, it wasn't the most exciting fight, but there was a couple the couple moments that mattered, not that mattered, but the couple moments it looked like you know Tyron obviously got the round. You know, I just thought. I thought it just obviously well, would have went to Woodley. Well, he got, he dropped him in the third, right? Yeah. Or in the fifth, I mean, the fifth. Fifth, yeah. So he dropped him in the fifth. And now, he, he, but but the, one of the new rules and regulations uh, starting in 2017 was that they're going to start awarding more 10-8 rounds. Yeah. So if that happened, what, all Woodley had to have done was to win one or two of the other rounds. Which I think he Which would have put him and ahead. And then there was that other one where he, he had him on the ground uh, in he one of the him rounds. Down. Yeah, he took him down, I want to say, down, in the yeah. second round. He took him down. But he only had him down. I want to say he only had him down for two minutes. Yeah, but I didn't feel like Wonderboy did anything crazy. He I agree. Some low I agree. Kicks so and, then that was one round. So then that gave him three rounds already out of the five. If he got a 10-8 round in one yeah. round, that gave him three rounds right there. So I just, don't know the argument, I just don't know the argument where Wonderboy wins. Like and what's yeah? I mean, I could like honestly could potentially see it being a draw again. This yeah. is one like this is the way I feel about these kind of fights. Is when the when the scorecards are red, you really have no complaints. You should yeah. have no complaints about how it's, it's true, done. But I just when I heard that, I just thought that was a little ah. It just it was. It was I mean, I think well, it, who'd you hear from, Dana? Dana, I saw a little interview after yeah, the post fight. <laughs> exactly. I know there's probably some personal issues there because uh, Woodley's been pretty yeah. vocal about a lot of things, yeah. but. Um, I I just don't know what fight Wonder Boy wins. Like who? I, also, I don't know how to justify that. Somebody who thinks that uh, Wonder Boy won. I heard someone say on record recently that if a fight's that close, then then really the, goes to the champ, championship yeah. fight, yeah. then the champ should really retain. That you really have to take the belt. Yeah, you hear that a lot more in boxing than I, I heard do in MMA. I but you do. I heard on a podcast. Yeah, because that is something that I used to hear a long time ago in boxing. Like if you're going to take the belt, you really have to take it from a champion. <clears throat> you just can't squeak by and get a belt. But in MMA, kind of. From what I've noticed, doesn't kind of work like. I've that. always felt like, especially in boxing, but I've always felt the same way in MMA. That unless the champion is like dropped in the first round or is totally dominated, that the chances of him just from the aura of him being him, he's gonna win the first round. I felt like every time GSP walked in there, whether he did anything in the first round at all, just yeah. stuck and move, they were gonna give it to him because he's yeah. a champion. Yeah. Not only that, but he has a name, like huge name. Like you're just gonna yeah. give him that. You're going to give him that round. Because there was some GSP fights where I'm, it was a little questionable. I'm like, mm, BJ Pitt, oh, I get it, but I thought BJ kind of beat you up. Like, yeah. There's a lot of those fights where... Well, if you look at the GSP. rules now, if you take that first fight with BJ and, and uh, GSP, you would say that it probably would have been a draw because BJ dominated him so much in the first round. Yeah. could have been a 10-8 round. round yeah. Then it was only a three-round fight. Yeah. I believe it was only a three-round fight, yeah. Yeah, I think it was. So then he dominated, you know, so... Yeah, that first one I think was only a three round fight. Yeah. 
but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. But anyways, I just don't see in any any way Wonder Boy pulling that out as a winner. So when I heard Dana say that, I was like a little bit side eye, like, hmm. You know, but there's other promotional reasons why they totally. possibly were doing something like that. And he's trying to keep the the limelight on the the fight car. Trying to talk. You're just basically trying to keep media talking about it. Yeah. Getting them ready for their because next Because with Khabib fight. being off that card, that was a bummer. But Overeem and Hunt, bro. I fe- yeah, Overeem and Hunt was a good fight. The other fight that I really liked was the new co-main event. The new co-main event was good. Uh, Venata and uh, oh, yeah, that guy's the new good. kid. I'm surprised Dude, Venata lost, man. I know. But, but that kid is the great, The other kid though. was great. That was the kid a great from Sweden. Fight. He's from Sweden, right? Yeah. Is it da- that David um, something kid? Let me, let me find I it. I hate to say I forgot the guy's name. But dude, um, but that was an exciting fight. Yes, it was I a mean, really exciting fight. Yeah, Vatana goes out there and just bangs, bro. Uh, I'm go- I'm just pulling up the two and nine results right now. I think it was that yeah, that was a good fight to bring up, man. I, th- I that was exciting, compelling. Yeah. Even if you don't know who the guys were, it was a really good fight. And there was dude, even the the prelims on that the card were great. David Timmer, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's him. But even the prelims were I thought were all good because. I don't know if you saw those because you were live, so you probably missed the prelims. I know you're trying to be cool walking in like <laughs> just right before the main event. But so I was at home, so I watched the prelims. Those were great, dude. Bro, Darren Elkin. You saw it, dude. How sick was that? Dude, fight, man? It was cra- I thought he was dead, bro. I didn't see it. He was taking damage. Yep. I heard someone showed a video of him just getting just destroyed like throughout the fight, and then yep. he was able to come back. Oh, and then there was another one of those fights with the guy who landed a knee bar. He was fighting the kid from uh, the undefeated guy from Nashville. God, his name's escaping me. Um, and he and he won the and he was getting beat. I'll, let me go through the card. Right, I'll tell you his names. But he was getting severely beat. Where I thought they were going to stop it like twelve times. Wow. Yeah, I was. Yeah, pretty. he beat Luke Sanders. It was. Uh, I hope I'm. I'm probably going to mess up his name. Yuri Alcantara. Alcantara. Yeah, and he yeah. beat uh, Luke Sanders. And Luke Sanders at the time was a uh, undefeated. F- Fights out of Nashville. That was tough, dude. Luke Sanders is pretty dope. But, dude, Luke was just beating him and beating him and wow. beating him. And, I, and he was, like, turtling up. And then he would kind of try to fight back. And this was going on. for. I was, like, tripping that they kept the fight going. But he would show, like, signs of life fighting back. like. And so this kept going on. And finally, finally, he gets a knee bar submission. I was like, this is the Nasty, best thing ever. He rolls man. into the knee bar. I thought he was setting up the knee bar earlier in the fight because it looked like he was going to get in position. You know, when somebody gets you back in that little wrestling joint where they, they hug you. But, you know, I know Josh is not listening to me right now. But anyways, Dave, you're really cool. So I thought he was setting it up, but he wasn't. But later on, he ended up getting knee bar, so it was pretty cool. Dude, I, I thought the whole prelim card and fight pass card was, was legit. Like, I yeah. watched the whole thing. Oh, it, did you? It was yeah. good, right? Yeah, it was so good, man. Um, and then Cynthia Cavill, a uh, team alpha male, who uh-huh. got the, she got the call like two weeks ago um, to step in against Amanda Cooper and she won uh, submission in the, the first round. Did you see that one? Wait, wait, yeah, wait. Yeah, that was, that was, on the, the, was that on the fight pass? Because I don't have fight pass. No, it got bumped to, it got bumped to the main card, to the pay-per-view. So it was the women's fight on the main yeah. card. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. wasn't familiar with the names. So well, yeah. I know Cynthia from... It's National Women's Day you don't know. Hey man, what shout a, out to the babes, man. What an I, love. I support equality, equal pay, all that stuff. I got your back. You know, <laughs> I think Cynthia's gonna be a beast nice recovery, there, buddy. Nice hey man, recovery. I do, man. I'm down with the. So, a lot, there's the, a lot of hype right now around Cynthia, so that'll be interesting to see if she um, if she ends up producing you know big fights. But, yeah. So with with Khabib being off the card, I was totally bummed. But I thought the night of fights was great. Like the prelims going into work, amazing, yeah. and then great night of fights. It just really suck 
that uh, Khabib dropped. And for a moment, I thought yeah. I wasn't going to buy the pay per view. Yeah, I almost, I almost literally when I landed, I got all the texts talking about like Khabib not being on the card. I almost jumped back on the same flight and went back home. Really? Yeah, I was like, eh. I was like, as soon as I realized he wasn't fighting, I'm like, ah. Uh, but then, yeah. But in my mind, I'm like, ah. Uh, Overeem and Hunt to me, I was like, I need to see that fight. Let me, and then I was like, you know what? Maybe I just won't pay the extra ten bucks for HD. And then I was like, ah, you know what? I got some friends coming over. I better buck up so they don't give me a bad time. So I even pay for the HD. They even do that anymore, where you can choose. Yeah, HD you can choose. HD? Yeah, on Comcast you can. I didn't know that. It's like fifty bucks. What if you want standard definition and then the six, uh, 60, sixty-five? I think? I think it's sixty-five. Oh, I think cool. it's ten bucks. Uh, I could be wrong. Anyways, yeah, yeah, you still, yeah, you still have an option. It's fifty-four dollars, right, for normal pay-per-view, and then no, it's like it's sixty-five 50. for I it was HD. I got fifty to sixty. Yeah, I could be wrong; it doesn't matter. But anyway, he's just so rich. He just do you remember? I mean, I got my. I didn't even trip. I didn't even trip. I didn't even notice. I'm do you HD. remember what Dana had said a long time ago about? Yeah, man, we'll always keep our pay-per-views at forty-nine dollars. They'll never go more than that. I remember when they were like twenty-nine, and, and then Weren't shortly like at twenty-nine. Yeah, back back in the yeah. day when they were losing their ass. Yeah. <laughs> How, wasn't the Diaz and McGregor too? Wasn't that like seventy eight bucks or something like that? And I, I remember, like, I think it was sixty nine something. See, I don't even know. I just bought it because I'm so. Uh, paid, I don't know. One though. of them, one one of the Connor fights was like seventy sixty nine <laughs> bucks or seventy five bucks or something like that. I want to say it was the Aldo and one, the Aldo and uh, and, and uh, Connor? Connor, or the uh, or, or maybe it was the second Diaz one. I don't remember. Yeah, that was at that fight. So but that's crazy, insane. And I just, rem- but I remember though Dana like saying all these things. Yeah. Anthony Johnson will never be back in the UFC. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Females will never be in the UFC. Yeah, females uh, will never uh, be in the UFC. How many divisions uh, you got, bro? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's so hilarious. Every time Dana says something, you just kind of give him the side you eye. You give it the You're snicker, like, bro. Mm, you give it the okay. snicker. But I don't know. I, I like Dana as a character. I know he's kind of like the heel, but... I don't know. I think. Well, it's. I mean, like honestly, as a promoter, it's probably best that you're the face of the franchise because you never have to wake up in the morning and listen to another fighter say like, "Yeah, like if I leave, you know, they're gonna miss me," and it's yeah. not gonna happen because you're the face. Yeah. But what happens with Dana with this whole new ownership? Is it a deal? Do you, have you heard anything about? No, I haven't heard anything around? about it. I mean, like he's no, he's sticking around. Okay. Yeah, I think he's got like a three or five year deal or something exactly, like that. But with after him. that. But, who knows, man? Yeah, I mean, I, I can't ever see him leaving. I know. The guy made right? a grip, man. Three hundred eighty something million dollars is what he made. I know. Is there a part of him that just goes, man? I don't want to get on that plane. Well, I think that's why Joe Silva. I think that's why Joe Silva left, dude. He's got his money, and he's dude, like, he dude, got his money. He bounced. I think they gave him a percentage. Of, you know, he got his money. That makes out. sense because I've been traveling or, it's like all the twenty time. or thirty or something million You're in dollars. Hotels, man, that's and insane. You think Dana sleeps in a hotel? I don't think he. I don't yeah, because you got to travel a lot. Oh, a he probably sleeps on a oh, private. Know, right? Probably sleeps on a private jet up in the air. Yeah, but true. But you still got to do it. You still it sucks. You still got to check into the hotel. You still got to traveling's a pain in the butt, man. Yeah, well, I'm when you, when, when you got to rent a car for yourself instead of having a limo service prick you up, when <sighs> the driver meets you at the bottom carries your bags. Yeah, I bet traveling's a pain in the butt. Yeah, it's still a pain in the butt. I don't think. On that I don't think so. Man. You show up to a. You don't. You don't go to the airport and get on a regular flight. Yeah, you don't wait an hour. You just. Pull right up to the to the jet. And you walk out. You get on the plane. Still a pain in the butt. The guy puts you. No, it's not. I'm just saying. It's like man, going to the grocery store, but you're not doing any of the shopping. Yeah, <laughs> but any night that you're not sleeping in your own bed kind of sucks. When you I have can, to do it on can, a regular basis, it depends. Basis. Depends on what your view is from your hotel room. Man, I was in Vegas this last weekend. I had an amazing view. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm sure the whole it's nice, mountainside of Vegas. I mean, sometimes if he doesn't need the money, I, mean, I if, can imagine him just being like, "Hey, man." I... 
If you if your lifestyle though has never been in your own bed, then do you really miss your own bed? Oh, that's true. Yeah, if you're used to that, that's true. Yeah, if you're used to sleeping in other girls' beds, I mean, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it's Josh, you have to talk about that. <laughs> this guy, uh huh. Well, you just said he's six one and sexy, right? He's trying to say that to me. Oh, so no. you must never here. sleep I in your own facts. So must... I'm the fact guy. <laughs> facts. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm pretty stoked for this weekend's card with a uh, Belfort against Gastelum. Yeah. I think Gaslam's going to slap him. Ah, it's going to be interesting, man. I, just, I think Gaslam Bel- has been through, dude. I don't think Belford's been the same guy since the USADA. Yeah. We'll see, though. I mean, but the but fact that he said he retired and then now he's fighting in Brazil, I mean, I mean, he must know the USADA agent that comes and checks him. It's like, wink, wink. <laughs> I'll take a fight in Brazil. Yeah, it's in wink, Brazil. Wink. Uh-huh. I but, mean, who knows? He may want to just, this may be his real retirement fight. You gotta but he remember, hasn't said that, right? No, I think he said he was retiring after his last fight. Oh, really? And then, then for some reason, he's now he's fighting down in Brazil. I just so. don't think I don't see him no way beating Gaslam. I think Gaslam's dope. I just think it's one of those with with athletes. I think all athletes, not just fighters, but all athletes. It's like when you're in the sport, you know, when you leave the sport, it's like you were never there. Like you get that feeling, like you were never involved. You know, but then what when you, you mean, come like, back, like, like your ego like, kind of thing. No, or? it's just yeah, it is more. It is like an ego thing. But like if once you leave, like I've been thinking about retirement for you know a couple of years now. Yeah, but I, I'm trying to remember who said it best. I want to say it was Bill Parcells. He's like, you know, when I left, when I when I watched these guys leave the sport, he's like, even when I was done being a coach, you know, there was a couple of years in there where he wasn't a head coach anymore. Mm-hmm. He's like, and I felt like I had never been a head coach. I left, and it felt like people just forgot about me. You know, he's like, I, like when you're when you leave, it's like you never existed. But when you come back, it's like you never left. You know, so like when I and that's kind of like when I took that all all year last, I took all year off last year. It was like I, I there was months I didn't go into the, to AKA and train with the guys, but I didn't hear from any of them. Really, like none of them. Like you know, like I didn't hear from Kane. Randomly, we'd run into each other or like. You know, we'd show up at the same like birthday party for someone, you know, for someone's, um, you know, yeah. friend or whatever it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we all have mutual friends. But it was like, hey, yeah, so and so. You know, I'm like, but when I walked back in the gym, it was like I never left. It's like, dude, what's up? What's yeah. going on? How are things? Like, yeah, hey, let's get ready to start training. Like, it was like no big deal. And I think that but these is it because people kind of expect you to kind of at some point come back. So it's not like I, I don't know you when you're left, talking about retire. I don't know when you're talking about retirement though. I mean, like. You know how many athletes who like how many NFL players like that you you basically like he was on my team once he left the team that you you, you watch all the time where do they go Yeah You don't even know if I honestly there's guys that I've seen leave my, like the, I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan which is <laughs> in, yeah, in, in, that. living in living in San Jose in the Bay Area that's yeah. not big you know no, <laughs> But I'm a Chiefs upon. fan but I've seen some guys leave the team and I'm like I never hear from them again. I don't know if they're not even playing in the league anymore or if they're playing for another team. Yeah. You know? Um, so does that mess with you a little bit when you think about retiring? Yeah, it's, it does. Kinda... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. You know, it does, but I think that kind of summed it up for me when I, I, I want to say it was Bill Parcells that said that, you know, it, it does mess with me a little bit. It but I also know that you, I also know that there's a, I can go back anytime. The yeah. doors, you know, with them, they, they, they can't. Yeah. It's like the NFL is a, a but, true, true but you business. You didn't take it personal. Did you, did, no, were I you don't, kind of bummed like, Hey, nobody's reached out to me or did no, it make you think? No, because I never announced a retirement. So it's yeah. not like, Hey, we got to probably reach out to him because he may not be back. Yeah. They're probably, know, just they're thinking, like, probably thinking like, yeah, you'll probably come back. But yeah. that's not it. It's not just, but the other thing too is that they all have kids. They all have yeah. lives and all, yeah. you know what I mean? So everyone's got their own life. Like I said, we randomly would run into each other, you know, like, Hey, at a, a friend's birthday party or, you know, a dinner or whatever it was. I mean, but my point is, is that guys like BJ, guys like um, Vitor, guys like Lawler, uh, guys like myself, we're like I think the last of the dying breed. If you want to be, if you want to be honest, old school era that man. are still fighting in like a big promotion that yeah. are still in that old school era. Like we yeah. are the last. Like it, literally, all these other guys are a lot younger and a lot just. It's just different, man. Yeah. It's just different. So and you guys are from still from that era, but you guys were kids. We I mean, were all in that. Era. Yeah, Vitor is a little bit. Older than me and BJ and, uh, you know, and BJ, but, and Lawler, but we're around that same time. Lawler's younger than myself. Lawler's longer, younger than BJ. So he's got a little, I think he's probably got, still got a little bit more time on himself, but he's also got a lot of miles on him, man. He's yeah. been in some freaking wars. Wars, bro. You know, I mean, I mean, I've been in my wars with, uh, with, with Gilbert, but this guy, he's been in, Lawler's been in some did wars. Did you ever feel like after the Gilbert fights, did you feel like? I felt like I lost 10 years off my life. Yeah, do you feel that, man? Yeah, like, seriously, <laughs> like bro. The, the, the first one, not so much, but the second and third one, yeah. Yeah. The second one was nasty. I like I that. couldn't, I couldn't even put my head down on the pillow to no sleep kidding. for probably about two or three days. No yeah. kidding. I had to sleep sitting up for about for for two days. Wow. I in my couch. I put a neck roll pillow on, like in the, you were on an airplane, and I would sleep sitting up. It was I had so sold? many lumps oh, all over wow. my head. No it hurt kidding. so bad. Like some of them were like sticking out to where I, I you could see them. But when I look in the mirror, I could just see them sticking out. That's crazy. It was just nasty. That's crazy, you know? man. But and you still love doing it, man. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's a love it's a love hate relationship. <laughs> yeah. It is. I mean, like you know, this whole thing with Pitbull with the headbutt. Yeah. It's like, do you do you keep fighting? Like, dude, you're getting dropped by headbutts. You yeah. know, like do you do you keep fighting? Do you not? Like, do you just move on? Who knows, man? Like, I know because because you've set yourself up pretty good. I mean, I know you're pretty responsible, yeah. dude, financially and all that stuff. I'm just knowing you, being friends with you. But like, do you ever think like um, you just Obviously, you love doing it. Is it more of like you're more worried you're going to miss it so much? No, but you don't I just need I, to do it. Yeah, but you just kind of like doing you miss it. it. But then, like you're real. All these athletes, they're trying to fill that void. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter if you're a fighter, you're, you're a professional athlete. Think about it. I've been fighting for 20 years, been training longer, been wrestling longer. Like I've dedicated more than half of my life to doing something. What do you do when you're done? Sure, yeah. I own a gym. Sure, you know, I yeah. do other things. You know what I mean? Like we yeah. do the podcast. Yeah. I've got things that occupy my time. Yeah. But to do something that generates the amount of money we've been making now, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's first. And then secondly is I'm you're you're when you leave, you have to 
develop a whole new life. Like you have to relearn whether it's being a realtor, you have to, you know, to, yeah. to do uh, real, real estate. If you're going to go back to college and become an accountant, a CPA, uh, yeah. whatever it is you want to do. Yeah. Okay. You need to learn that stuff. Yeah. So like, you got to remember when I started fighting, like literally the cell phones just came out. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> That's a you crazy know what I mean? thought. I know. Uh, people were walking around with beepers still when I started fighting. <laughs> yeah. So you, crazy, but you I were, remember. You were I remember. sending, you were sending texts in code, like on beepers, straight up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when I try to break it down to someone, it, my my learning process has been like just the phone. Like if I got a brand new MacBook Pro the other day, yeah. but all these new softwares and stuff I had put downloaded on there, and I'm thinking to myself, man, I have no idea how to use this editing software. It's like the best editing software you can yeah. get. It's like, like five thousand dollars or some yeah. some astronomical amount but of money. I think that's part of our era too. Like we didn't like we didn't learn in that. In I didn't learn was, in that. We, that was not in school. Like literally, yeah. all they had in school at the time was typing. Yeah, straight. It was up. like you're on a computer. But you're just typing things up. <laughs> there was there was nothing total, else. You're just learning how to type total, and put dude, paragraphs hey, together bro. on a computer. Hey, I've got news for you. YouTube. I learned everything on YouTube. I got to stay up to date. I'm sending yeah. these reports. I'm like, hey, bro, I didn't learn how to do this in school. All right, let me go to YouTube. I use that all the time. Yeah. Dude. So I know what you're saying like just on was, another level. But I was like, yo, we, I wasn't raised around technology. Like younger kids now, they're like, they're just raised around yeah. it. And we weren't. You don't have to go to college us, anymore. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, it's crazy, YouTube is the jam, yeah, though. Man. You know, I mean, that's uh, why spend $150,000 or $200,000 on a college education when you could literally just learn from YouTube and probably a lot better yeah, than I your had, professor. I had friends who learned you like know? how to do everything on YouTube, like well, I design websites and do, learn code, and they learned all their code on YouTube, and they're, oh, I didn't go to school for it, but I, now I work at some major was, company. So they learned that, it on what YouTube. What was that movie with Matt Damon in it where he's like a genius but didn't go to college? Yeah, well, that's not us because we're no, not geniuses. No, but what I'm but, saying is in the, in yeah. the movie, he goes, he goes, yeah, the guy tells him that he's stupid. He's like, yeah, well, at least I didn't waste $250,000 on a college education that I could have gotten a dollar fifty in late charge <laughs> of the local library. <laughs> Good little hunting. <laughs> Good little hunting, right? He's like, yeah. yo, and the guy's just like, <laughs> He's like, yeah, but your kid, you you will be serving my kids fries on the way to our ski trip. He's like, yeah, whatever. At least I won't be unoriginal. <laughs> <laughs> just crazy, bro. But yeah, that's something. That, I, I was just always curious about that because I was like, man, you know, just like just missing it, you know. And then I know uh, like you don't need to fight, but I know you love it so much, and it's just yeah, you love it. Fun. You want to see exactly what you want to do. Um, beyond that, that's the problem. The yeah. problem is, is. You know, there's life after fighting, but you need to figure out what you want to do. You haven't loved something as much as you've loved playing this sport, yeah. whether it's football, baseball, basketball, whatever yeah. it is. And you've dedicated so much time of your life, like literally for training camps, I'm spending six hours a day training, broken up throughout the day. An hour run in the morning, two hour training session with the fighters in the afternoon, two hour, two and a half hour training yeah. session in the evening, doing technique and training, right? Whether but it's, it's mitts and bag. It's what you love. And so it's easy. Like, but the thing is, is there's rest in between. Like, I have a routine. I get up and I run hella early. Then I go and train at noon with the fighters. There's a camaraderie that the people you have, yeah. that your teammates you've had for years. You know, I mean, sh- I've known Kane since like 2006, basically 2005, 2006. Yeah. These are things that you you know these guys. You know, yeah. so um, then then the, you go back home, you rest, you eat, you shower, you sleep. I walk my dogs, I do whatever it is, right? Then I go back and train in the evening and spend that's one on one time with my coach that I get. You know, like it's. An hour of mitt work is an hour of talking and BSing and shooting trash and talking yeah. trash and whatever it is, right? Then you get done with that and it's, you know, just more just talking trash, working yeah. with kickboxers, with the amateur kickboxing team, the pro kickboxing team and 
just this the the camaraderie you get you're going to lose all that once you retire you're not going to be at the gym every night you're going to be the you're going to be the guy that's not you know you're the stranger yeah. then because you're yeah. not going to be in all the time you got to find something else to occupy your time but on top of that you got to occupy your time with something that you love as much as doing all those things no, and I that's you, the bro. hardest part yeah, I mean, on a different level, like I do radio, but everybody told me I was an idiot when I was younger because I wanted to do this. And I sacrificed my whole time, not in a different way, but I wasn't making a lot of money at first and people were laughing at me. My friends were making money. And then it was like everybody who laughed at me and thought I was a clown because I was doing my own thing. It was like those are the same people hit me up for backstage passes. You know, now yeah. like, they see me doing this and I was like, hey, this is years in the making. Like, but I, but it, what I'm saying is like I did just what I loved. I didn't um, care. This is, I was passionate about it yeah. and I love it. And if, and if I weren't to do this, I'd be like, okay, where do I go now? Like, yeah. So it's so much easier to put in all this time and make these sacrifices for something you love. And if you're coming out, I see what you're saying about retiring and fighting. Because mm-hmm. then if you retire, they're like, okay, what else do I love? What can I put this much passion into? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, let me give you an example. Like, I, I talked to the UFC. I talked to Fox about doing commentary for them. You know, And Fox had actually hit up Dan Cormier about uh, me working for them. Really? You know, that was Recently that, or this no, years no, ago? No, no, before. Before okay. it was years ago. You know, and then that was another thing when I had came over to Bellator. They we had talked to, in negotiations basically about like, hey, are you interested in doing like commentary? Are you it interested like you in would, doing yeah. this? And yeah, you're right. It'd be fun and be interesting, but like, where does that leave? Like, you know, like mm-hmm. I love, I sure, I, lo- I just want to be more involved. I want to be more involved with the sport. But the thing is, I want to attach myself to an actual promotion that I feel like cares about the athletes, cares about the fighters, cares about not just the athletes and the fighters, but also cares about what they're building. Yeah, like you know? Bellator. Yeah, like, right? not just Bellator, but like it, it could be another promotion. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter either. But yeah. yeah, I got a lot of love for Scott. And I got a lot, of, a lot of love for Bellator. But the you want, I want to, I don't always want to be the person in front of the camera. Like I enjoy doing this. This is great. You know, yeah. I have fun with this. You know, because we like it's you said fun. earlier tonight, yeah. we were just tossing, talking trash to him. You know, yeah. I love it. It's make fun. make yeah. fun of our our uh, immigrant here, yeah. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, so um, it, yeah, you're right. But then I also want to do more of like what like I was trying to get. At. I was at the like fighter relations. Basically, handling like you know, be be something with a title, be something that ha- that warrants a title. You know, be like the director of fighter relations, be somebody that you know helps take care of the athletes from the time they show up to the time that they leave. That kind of stuff, okay. or you know, yeah, yeah, along yeah. those lines. Involved also, in you know, sport, but doing t- yeah, yeah, you know, not whatever. Even if it's backstage, look, if if I walk backstage, okay, and I say, hey. I want to, you know, like, hey, you're warming up. You get ready to warm up real quick. And I ask one of the guys. I know them. I know all of them. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, you know, do you, let's uh, let's do a quick little, you know, conversation and talk. You know, let's talk about like how was your, you know, not just how, how was your camp, but like, you know, why don't you give us a run through about what you do, you know, before the, you know, for this mm-hmm. in your back to warm up, you know, like let's talk like that versus you get me back there with someone who's got a mic in your face that's whether it's a male or female, but works for a network. Yeah. It's just not the same. I have no relation with you. I have, you know, it's like, I'm not going to tell you a whole lot, yeah. but you want to get, you want to have someone that you get back there and just has a casual conversation with a fan, you know, with another fighter, yeah. you know, and you're, you're sitting here, you know, you're just talking like, you know, you know, so it's more real. It's not this delivered, yeah, like scripted yeah, kind of, yep, yep. I feel great. I'm mentally <sighs> tough and it's, I'm happy to be here. It's really exciting. Yeah. Um, this is a big fight for me. 
Yeah, it, that's exactly the what you got out of me. When, you yeah. know, when the girls when the girls came back this last fight, they interviewed me. It's like, you know, how do you feel? Ah, oh, you know, just warming up, feeling good. You know, camp was great. Da-da. You know, it's the same stuff over yeah. and over. But you if know? you think if it was a fighter or something like that, I think if it's would... a fighter and you catch them before they start actually warming up, you get them while they're getting dressed, you get them while they're corner setting up in the in the in the back room. Mm-hmm. I think you sit down with them and you just have a conversation. With them. Like fighters that you're trying to build and promote, fighters that you're trying to uh, that you see the potential in. You know, those are the people that I feel like you just latch on to and you just make them superstars. That's what I'm looking like. For me, I feel like that's the key to any type of promotion is making your athletes superstars. So when you leave, when they leave, they can generate something beyond just being a fighter and their athlete. I feel like with the UFC, they kind of lost a little bit of that. Like Chuck, I feel, was like the last guy that they ever had that was that person. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. And then now it doesn't look like the way they're running it, you know? All right, buddy. Well, then, uh, I guess, look, there's one more other fight that I wanted to quickly talk about. Well, then um, talk about it, Josh. You know, Don't was, be about it. Was the Rampage and King Mo. Oh, dude, that's coming up. That's coming up March 31st. Okay, here's yeah. my only thought before you say anything. I'm worried uh, Rampage isn't going to make weight. <laughs> it's kind of big, though, dude. Are they fighting heavyweight or 205? Oh, I don't know. I thought it was light. Uh, I, I, it was I, think, light I think they're fighting heavyweight. They're fighting heavyweight? I think they're fighting the heavyweight. Oh, I think I see, they I wanted to that. get that whole thing out of the way. They both okay, are, then, yeah, that's not an issue because I don't know. It just looked like Rampage is yeah, yeah, he's pretty, little, looking pretty thin, a little stout right now. Yeah, he's a little yeah. Stocky. No, I think I think they're fighting heavyweight right now. And that's no diss. I'm just saying he looks no, kind of thick. Yeah, you know? the thing is, the problem is is almost like the Chael Sonnen effect is when you let athletes go up and weigh like that. And you, you, yeah, it's oh, heavyweight. It's be a heavyweight. Yeah. Oh, then it's cool. This is no yeah. big deal. When you let the athletes go up and weigh, you shouldn't expect a great performance out of Rampage. Just like with Chael, Chael went from two, you know, went from uh, one eighty five. Well, excuse me, one eighty five to two hundred five, and it yeah. just looks like crash. And he yeah. did, he did on his other fights, his past fights as well. When he was, when he fought at two hundred five, John Jones and yeah. uh, and uh, Rashad Evans, yeah. he fought them and just looked looked like garbage coming in, at, you know, at two hundred five. So, are you worried that that same thing's going to happen? In this I fight? see the potential of it possibly happening. I just don't think King Mo's going to let it happen. I think he's got a lot to. Yeah. I think he's got a lot to prove this fight. He's going to go yeah. out there and, and try and stamp his name on, on Quentin. This is yeah. a chance for him, an opportunity for him to do that. You know, yeah. get that, get that under his belt. So. Yeah. So I want to see that fight. See, now knowing it's a heavyweight, that's a, yeah, so it makes a I big was difference. just worried. I was like, oh, dude, I don't think he's going to make it. I'm just weight, excited uh, for that card in Chicago, period. I think, I think it's, are you going to go? You, uh, we'll see. I'm not sure. I, I like Chicago. That's where yeah. I fought Benson, you know, and it was a great city. And, uh, you know, I, I was actually surprised how beautiful it was first time I'd ever been there. You know, Chicago's dope. It's dope, bro. man. I love that city. Went, man. Yeah, the food there is oh, wow. The food game is on point. Wow, just like there's a lot of stuff. The people are cool. Dude. Like, yeah, dude, I'm a Chicago fan. I went with um, man, what was his name? Matt. Mar- I want to say not Marinovich. Uh, Matt. Gosh, man. Anyways, he used like, to work. He used to work for the UFC, but he used to live there, or he did. He does work for the UFC, but he yeah. he lived there. Yeah, my fiance is um, from there, so I go there a lot for family stuff, you know. But dude, I have a blast every time I go, man. Like I'm from California, born and raised, so I can never picture myself living outside of California. Yeah. If you're from California, you know what I mean, and if, that's why everybody laughs at us because we <laughs> love California. But I could see myself potentially moving to Chicago just because the city is so dope, and I like the people. Yeah, Ra- uh, Matt. Radmanovich, I went with him. That's a big name, <laughs> but he's from he's from Chicago. He lived there for a couple of years and stuff. And uh, man, he told me he took me to all the f- nicest places. Man, cool, Gibson right? Steakhouse was. Oh, yeah. Dude, I haven't been there, but I mean, man, it was, and it's got like that old, like kind of 
kind of like uh, really classy, nice, like dark, dark wood. wood. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as, it's like a gentleman's club. Yeah, There's like, like a gentleman's club. Like, it's oh, awesome, man. I love, I love that vibe. Everyone's drinking their scotch. bourbon, yeah, scotch, yeah, scotch and, and bourbon, <laughs> neat. And you're just like, it's like, oh, That's just great. Oh, it's a, it was awesome, man. Yeah, when I you're a kid, it. you don't appreciate those yeah. things, and you grow up, and you're like, this is cool. Yeah. I feel like a man. Yeah, <laughs> and they got like this. They got they don't want to they don't want to have ice in their in their scotch or their bourbon, so they get like the stones, the cold stones. And they put them in there. I'm I like, oh, this is the house. It's freaking it's like, awesome. It's man. like when I shave with my straight razor, I feel like such a man. <laughs> <laughs> like at first, I don't want to yeah. let people know. At first, I'm all, I don't want to cut myself uh, on there. Uh, <laughs> and now I'm all, <laughs> but I feel so. Fun. And it's not like it gives you a good. You don't get a better. You know the straight razors. Yes, yeah, just I know, flip yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. You do not get a good shave with them. But it just feels so cool to know how yeah. to do it. Yeah, I do that on my sideburns. I yeah. use a straight razor yeah. on my sideburns. Yeah, you know, yeah. But yeah, I'm good at it. You know, I've gotten good at it, but yeah, but then all of a sudden I get done and I'm all, okay, now give me a Mach 3 and I'll go over here and clean yeah, it up. Yeah, like, clean it up you, a little bit. Because you just can't get a close shave, not to get all shave talk on you, but <laughs> a lot of people go, oh, get the straight razors, get a better, closer shave. I'm all, no, you, there's no way you could sharpen that blade better than Gillette's sharpen all their damn blades with machines. Are you required to be clean shaven for your job? Um, No. No? No. You just like to be... Yeah, I just like to shave. Yeah, man. Razors. Yeah, keep the eyebrows, you know, keep them, but yeah, I'm just... Not big on body hair, man. You know what I'm saying it's just not my jam. So but I think was- I think Dan Leith is going to be back uh, this week, the end of this week. So we'll potentially probably have him on next week. I'll keep everyone posted. Is on he that. open to talking about the Khabib? I thing, think he's 100 percent open to talking about it. Look, let's before we clear. He, there's there's really no one to blame when the, yeah. the when you have liver kidney liver failure or whatever yeah. it is. Like you have problems with your liver. That's not a that's not a nutrition problem. That's yeah, just something you. that happens. But a lot of people can think the first thing they can think of nutrition. How was it? Was he not healthy that week? What's no. going on? But you know that's it's natural for but people to think like that. Like I though. like what Dan was explaining last week is you can take the science. You know he he gets more in depth with the science of it all and the nutrition portion of the science of it all yeah. to make sure you can make the weight. But like I just said earlier, is that you can take the science to a certain point. And then your body, then just your body do just what says, does. "Look, there's nothing I can do." Yeah. You know, but I'm so. curious to get his take, and I don't know, just kind of yeah. I'd like to get to a more professional him. opinion. Yeah, <laughs> on I know. Matter. Listen to Josh talk about yeah. science. I'm like, oh man, it's like what me talking guy. about science. We're not going to get very guy. far. Tony was saying on the Ariel Hawani thing as well that uh, he, he Tony saw, Ferguson, yeah, Tony Ferguson said that he saw Khabib eating tiramisu or something like three weeks i doubt that three weeks three weeks out is different than like uh, someone had posted like it was three days before oh okay which is stupid okay because three weeks out you should be you should not be in tiramisu look look, tiramisu i understand where you guys are talking from but look three weeks out a bite or two is not going to kill you the other thing as well is that i do know that like a lot of fighters they'll just like they'll post a picture of them taking a bite Dude, a bite's not gonna heal you. It's not gonna yeah, kill you, man. Yeah. Like it's more, it's more for like media. It's more for yeah, name talking. and recognition. Because I also know that like a lot of what could be uh, uh, Tony was saying, like, hey, why don't you just focus on making the weight? And so he was probably like, yeah, I'm, I'm. Don't worry about my weight, buddy. He was kind of uh, one of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Took a bite, oh. but even even a small piece of tiramisu doesn't matter, dude. We're burning yeah. so much calorie. You're having to do food intake anyways. Yeah. Sure, it's not the best thing to be eating, but we're trying to get the calories in the food intake because the the amount of times we work out. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. Makes sense. Anyways, yeah, that'd be cool to talk to this nutritionist. Just yep. get his like, you know, how it all went down and yep. kind of interesting. Anyways, all right. Sammy and the Punk. I think it's going to do it for what another episode. What is this podcast? Number 13. Lucky number 13, baby. Yeah, totally. Lucky number 13. All right. In, in the Asian culture, 13 is a lucky number. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. Six isn't lucky in Four. Asian oh. culture. Okay. Really? I think it's eight, eight and... Uh, six is. You stay away from eight six. Eight and 13 yeah. are lucky. They hit four as well. 
Really? Yeah. Well, I know. I know. Eight is lucky because oh, if, if you see yeah. like all the Mercedes that are driven by Asians, it's like eight, 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 yeah, eight, eight. eight. Oh, yeah, it's really? all eight on the license plates. I'm gonna get my license yeah. plate you changed. Maybe have, that explains my life. They never have repeat fours in their phone numbers. They they don't. Oh yeah. yeah. There's a lot, yeah. dude. There's so many like. So sixes aren't a thing. Maybe as well. maybe six. I was thinking of fours. Sixes for the sixes for Americans. Not not big. But six six because six is for it's like. It's six not, six six is for the devil, so I think a lot of people are thinking like sixes are not. Unless you like like heavy metal, then it's kind of vibe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Iron Maiden. Man. Shout out to Iron Maiden. Yeah. Ah, just thinking. Anyways, now we're rambling. Anyway, right, Sammy and the Punk, up. episode thirteen. We'll see you later, man. Thanks. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.